Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 624. If you'd like to have a copy of it, um, please specify whether you want a CD or an audio tape, and Sharon will tell you how to receive it. They're free, including the postage and handling. Um, we're operating out of a hotel room right now. They're having a wedding downstairs, so that'll probably bleed into this tape. But uh, the main thing is, is that we've got the message. I've got a great message for you today. I've got uh, music and letters from uh, people uh, in foreign lands. Right now, uh, let's pray. Father, I thank and praise your holy name for eternal life, for the Holy Spirit. I thank you for your spirit. It's like a dove. It's very sensitive. But people shouldn't break the spirit because the spirit is what we need. We don't need uh, the letter of the word. We need the spirit of the word. Lord, uh, win souls. Talk through me. Let my lips follow your spirit. Let my lips and my thoughts follow everything that you impress on me, that souls will be saved and the church edified. In Jesus' name I pray. Lord, uh, in Jesus' name I pray. And everyone says amen. Amen. All right, now here's um, an exceedingly good friend of mine who just passed on to be with the Lord. That's uh, Porter Wagner. We've done a lot of songs together. I've recorded in his studio. He sang um, uh, at our uh, place many times. Uh, the song he's singing here is The World Can't Stand Long. It's more wicked every day. The good maker who created it won't let it stand this way. This world can't stand long. Be ready, don't wait too late. We should know it can't stand long, for it's too full of hate. Because it was so full of sin For that very reason now It's going to be destroyed again This world can't stand long Be ready, don't wait too late We should know it can't stand long For it's too full of pain Let him lead us by the hand 
Nothing in the world to fear He'll lead us beyond the burning sand This world can't stand long Be ready, don't wait too late We should know it can't stand long For it's too full of hate Praise the Lord. That was Porter Wagner. Very famous. He just got into the Hall of Fame. And I believe uh, he did it, um, got in there just before he died. He was able to see it happen, which doesn't really amount to a hill of beans in this world. The Porter is in a much better place right now than we are. I've seen it myself uh, where the Lord showed me uh, the kingdom of heaven. And um, it was it just disappointed me very much when I saw him and I um, saw uh, the kingdom of heaven. I wanted to be there so bad. And when he told me, no, not right now, not now, I, um, I really was uh, bummed out more than I've ever been in my life. And I still want to be there so bad. Okay, so uh, there's a wedding going on, and uh, you may hear it bleed into these uh, this tape. But, uh, you know, life must go on. We're operating out of a uh, hotel room right now, so be patient with us and just listen to the message because it's a powerful one. All right, Sharon, you've got some letters? Yes. Where's the first one from? From Zambia, Africa. All right, let's hear what they have to say. Dear Beloved, thank you very much for your note, and thank you in the name of Jesus for your support of gospel literature and prayers. Truly, this is the gospel that can make people, lost souls, be changed and fix their eyes on heaven. Please send me some of your gospel literature and newsletters to distribute so we don't limit the work of God. Help me with your books and Bibles. Through the gospel and prayers, the lost souls will know God and know heaven as their future home. If they are fixed on heaven... Their treasures will be there also. I need your literature because the area I'm working in is the mines, and there are many people there. By the grace of the Heavenly Father, I will give each soul God's word, and God will do the work. Yours in his holy name, Kelvin Lumina, from Luan Shia, Zambia, Africa. All right, now you have another letter. I can still hear him singing down there with this wedding, but uh, praise the Lord. Uh, we're doing our thing up here. And marriages of the Lord, as long as it is in the Lord. Where is the next letter from, Sharon? From Ghana, Africa. All right. Praise the Lord. Let's hear what they have to say. Dear Pastor, I'm very grateful to write you this letter. Greetings and thanks go to the Almighty God for his protection and guidance. Pastor, I'm a boy of 16 years of age who has completed junior high school in Ghana. I live with a family that is financially poor and they don't have a good moral background. Pastor, because the family has financial problems, we do all sorts of bad things just to live because we sometimes find it difficult to take meals. I went to visit a friend one day when I found some booklets on his table, which were world newsletters from the Tony Alamo Christian Ministries. I started reading The Five Steps to Salvation and also the Messiah book. Pastor, after reading them, I said to myself that I am lost. I've prayed to God for forgiveness, and I know that he has forgiven me. 
Pastor, I decided to write to you so that you can help me in my situation. I want to please request for the Word of God, a Bible, because I now believe in God and I don't want to go back to my bad deeds again. Pastor, I'll be very happy if my request is granted. God Almighty will richly bless you and your ministries. Yours faithfully, Kingsford Yeboa from Agana, Ghana, Africa. Well, your request is granted in any other person that needs a Bible. If they can't afford it, we'll be glad to send it to you. And including all of our, my literature, the Messiah book, everything that I've written that the Lord has given me. Okay, now we're going to be reading from the second chapter of Mark. So, Sharon, you start out and then I'll jump in here and there. And again he, Jesus, entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noised that he was in the house. Verse 2. And straightway many were gathered together, insomuch that there was no room to receive them, no, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them. Verse 3. And they come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. Verse 4. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. Verse 5. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the now palsy. That's, that's real faith, you know, where you crawl up onto a roof, four people, one on a stretcher, and you lower the body down because you know that this man, Christ, the Son of Man, who is also the Son of God, the God-Man, for sure can heal him. It's no problem. And the Lord can do the same thing for you today. Uh, the Lord is letting me know that there are many people out in the world that need healing that are listening to this broadcast and just receive uh, your healing in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, just receive what he said. Because he can't lie and he can't die. And he said, you're healed and so receive it. In the mighty name of Jesus. Then what, Sharon? When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. Verse 6. But there were certain of the scribes Well, sitting. because he saw the faith of this man and the others with him, and the faith that Jesus is definitely God. He's a God-man. and they, uh, he's, Because of the fact that he believed... On the Son of God, who is God himself, he said so. I am the Father. Have I been so long with you that you don't know that I'm the Father in the flesh? And so he said to him, because you believe, Son, thy sins, uh, be, uh, thy sins be forgiven thee. Okay, then what? But there were certain of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts, Verse 7. That's what happens when people start using carnal reasoning. The Bible just wants, God wants you to just receive his word the way it is. Uh, blind faith. Just, I don't believe anything else but the uh, gospel of the Lord. By, by faith, you're saved. Uh, you are saved if you believe. And by faith, you are healed. Okay, so these scribes uh, sitting there and uh, reasoning, uh, the carnal reasoning in their carnal hearts. 
That won't do any good to reason if the Word of God is true or not. It is true, and the only way you're going to be saved and healed is to believe that it is true. Um, why does this man uh, thus speak uh, blasphemies? In other words, you're calling God a blasphemer. Who can forgive sins but God only? Then read, Sharon. Verse 8. And immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they so reasoned within themselves, he said unto them, Why reason ye these things in your hearts? Verse 9. Whether is it easier to say to the sick of the palsy, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise and take up thy bed and walk? Verse 10. Yeah, yeah. If I, if, okay, let's do this. Let's check this out. Um, I'm going to raise this man up. Now, is it easier for me to say, thy sins be forgiven? Or is it easier for me to say, rise up, be healed, receive your healing? So, uh, by the fact that I'm healing this man, you should believe that I am God, that I have the power to uh, say to him, uh, thy sins be forgiven. Okay, go ahead and read it. Verse 9. Whether is it easier to say to the sick of the palsy, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise and take up thy bed and walk? Verse 10. But that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. Yeah, so that you know that I am God. So therefore I am God, and I do have the power to forgive sins. Then what to say? He saith to the man... To the man sick of the palsy, I say unto you, this is verse 11, I say unto thee, arise and take up thy bed and go thy way into thine house. Then what, Sharon? Verse 12, and immediately he arose, took up the bed, and went forth before them all insomuch that they were all amazed. All right, now the Lord is telling me that uh, uh, a couple of people at least out of the radio land just received that and received their healing, and I feel the anointing power. That's what happened. And I'd sure appreciate it if you'd write a letter and let us know because it encourages us to know uh, that the Lord is telling me this and then for you to tell me for sure that it was you. Okay. Go ahead. And verse 12, and immediately, not uh, next day or in a few hours, but immediately arose, took up the bed, and went forth before them all. So everyone in there knew that he had healed the man. He's God. Insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We never saw it on this fashion. We never saw a man be healed instantly like this. Uh, Where this man is a carpenter in our our town? Oh, what is this? My God, this is God with us, Emmanuel with us. Then verse 13. And he went forth again by the seaside, and all the multitude resorted unto him, and he taught them. Verse 14. And as he passed by, he saw Levi the son of Alphaeus sitting at the receipt of custom, and said unto him, 
follow me. And he arose and followed him. Now you notice when he healed this man, he didn't hit him on the forehead and knock him down. He just spoke the word just as he did when he created the heavens and the earth. And just as he did when he said, let there be light. And there was instantly light. And the light was separated from the darkness. And he called the light day. And we still call it day today. And he called night, uh, where it's still night outside. And that's uh, we call that still, to this day, night. Okay, then what do, you, uh, what do we have here? Verse 15. Let's he, go 14. Okay. And as he passed by, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the receipt of custom, and said unto him, just two words, follow me. Uh, and he arose and followed him. Isn't it funny, back then the people's hearts were not as hardened as they are today. They were very tender and uh, supple, and the Lord was able to talk to them, and they uh, would come and follow him. You have to speak thousands of messages today to get people to receive the Lord and follow him. Because one thing is that you say a prayer and you get saved. But another thing is say, okay, now, after you say the prayer, now that you're saved, now, I know you got credit cards and everything, but he said, now deny yourself and take up your cross and follow me. But we're living in the end time where men are lovers of their own selves instead of lovers of God. Matthew 24, verses 10 through 12. Then shall many be offended because they keep wondering why doesn't God do something about the monstrosities that are happening in this day and age. So they sh uh, then shall uh, many be offended and shall betray one another. Well, yeah, that is for sure true. There's a bunch of people that used to be at this church and they, I never was around these people hardly at all. And they have uh, stood up and lied about me in uh, courtrooms. And they're just doing it to everybody. They're ratting each other out on false, uh, uh, false accusations uh, like this uh, supposed to be woman, a 16 year old woman is calling in and whispering on the phone and they can't even find out if there was a woman. The police departments are a bunch of liars. So the FBI, they infiltrate into your church. The uh, department, the BATF, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, they infiltrate into your church. They want, they're not coming to be saved. They're coming to betray or to uh, find some fault. But what happens with the ones that have done that, if they receive salvation in the church and they said it's the best church that they could ever even imagine. So uh, the world is offended, the people that are of the world, and they are uh, betraying one another. This is the same, especially if you're betraying a person that has the 
the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in them. It's the same as blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Judas Iscariot, Iscariot uh, betrayed the Lord. And also, uh, now we are the continuation of the Lord's incarnation, or he lives in us here on earth, and they're betraying the Lord in us. If we were part of the world, they would not hate us. But because we are of the Lord, they hate us. Uh, let's see. They betray one another. You can't trust anybody today because we're in the last days and many people are offended. And so shall they shall betray one another and shall hate one another. Now the Bible says for us to uh, for us to hate Satan, but not to hate the people of the Lord. He says that we're to be angry with Satan. Uh, be ye angry, the Lord says, but don't sin and betray one another or hate one another. If you're in the church, you're not to hate anybody in the church because we're the only comrades we have. We have God the Father, the God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, Jesus God saved our souls by sending his only begotten son into this world. And uh, he died to show us that he loved us. And now we're hating um, one another. Christians. But no, you're supposed to hate Satan and not, uh, but you're supposed to even preach the gospel to them. And many false prophets shall rise. This is uh, Matthew, again, chapter 24, verses 10 through 12. Many false prophets. Oh, you can't believe anything they're saying. That's why I like to preach right from the Bible so that you can see these are really the words of the Lord. So false prophets shall arise. They shall rise up and shall deceive many. And because that sin says iniquity, iniquity is sin. And because iniquity or sin shall abound. I don't know of any time that I've been alive that sin abounded more than it does today. It's ballooning. It's growing more and more every day. And because iniquity shall abound, it's abundant. The love of many shall wax cold. All right, now, Sharon, what else? Uh, let's keep going. Verse 15. And it came to pass that as Jesus sat at meat in his house, many publicans and sinners sat also together with Jesus and his disciples. So he uh, came not to save those that are whole. He came to save sinners. These uh, scribes and Pharisees and Sadducees wondered why he's sitting with sinners. Because he was witnessing to them. He was telling them about the kingdom of heaven. Why should he witness and testify to you phonies when you think you're already whole? You wouldn't lift a finger to save somebody's soul. You're just going to church to show off your clothing or to find a wife or a husband uh, you're just going to church to uh, for political reasons, for position, 
Uh, all different reasons, but not there to really get saved. That isn't it at all. And those kind of churches are filled to the brim. The little church of the Lord was 12 disciples, and one of them was the devil. So look how tender the heart is of this man. Jesus said unto him, follow me. And immediately, it wasn't any long message or thousands of messages like I have preached to people. And uh, they're getting saved, all right, but not this quick. Uh, follow me. And he immediately rose and followed uh, Jesus. Now it's Sharon, verse 15. And it came to pass that as Jesus sat at meat in his house, many publicans and sinners sat also together with Jesus and his disciples. For there were many, and they followed him. Many sinners, amen? Amen. Well, that's what the Lord wanted to talk to the sinners out there. And if there's any sinners, I, I know that the, my radio audience is like filled with sinners. The government agents and all these people are just uh, leaning their ear to the radio to check it out as to what I'm saying. Trying to bring accusations against me. So they followed me. Uh, him. Then verse 16. And when the scribes and Pharisees saw him eat with publicans and sinners, they said unto his disciples, How is it that he eateth and drinketh with publicans and sinners? <laughs> this is so far away from the Lord, it's unbelievable. How is it that uh, he eateth and drinketh with publicans and sinners? Okay, when Jesus heard it, he saith unto them, what? They that are whole have no need of the physician. They that are whole have no need of Dr. Jesus, the great physician. Then what? But they that are sick. Uh, the sinner. That's what the Lord came to win was the sinner. I came not to call the righteous. In other words, those that just think they're righteous, but sinners to repentance. I want, you know, the sinners. Now, the Bible plainly states that um, uh, the sower went out and he's sowing to uh, everybody. John the Baptist is preaching uh, to the sinners to be baptized for the remission of sins. And then all of a sudden, here comes these Pharisees, the Sadducees and scribes, in their robes. They wanted to be baptized too. But uh, they didn't have any works of the Lord. And John the Baptist says, no, I'm not going to baptize you until I see meats, in other words, the deeds of repentance in you. Now, verse 18, Sharon, and so he rebuked them. They came in their gowns and, you know, these beautiful clothes that they wore. Go ahead. And the disciples of John and of the Pharisees used to fast. And they come and say unto him, Why do the disciples of John and of the Pharisees fast, but thy disciples fast not? Mm. Well, this would be a difficult question for most people to answer. Then what does he say? Verse 19, And Jesus said unto them, can the children of the bride chamber fast while the bridegroom is with them? Okay, so the Lord is saying, these people that uh, are with me, 
uh, they can't fast because I'm the um, the bridegroom, and they are the church, the body of me. When I ascend into the kingdom of heaven, they're going to continue on my work, but it'll be me in them. So can the children of the bride chamber fast? They're in the bride chamber while the bridegroom is with them. No, because it's uh, so joyful to be around Jesus. Jesus isn't, um, um, he doesn't rebuke uh, people that love him and keep his commandments. If they uh, get a little bit out of line, he will rebuke and reprove them. As long as they have the bridegroom with them, then they can uh, they they cannot uh, fast. Verse twenty, Sharon. But the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken away from them, and then shall they fast in those days. Well, yes, the bridegroom was taken away, but now uh, he lives in us, so he's with us. But it is good to fast. The Lord can't trust a man that uh, doesn't fast. I fast uh, around 12 hours or more per day, because that's what the, the fast that the Lord put me on. He said, uh, you, one of the things that if you want to win this court case, he said, is that you eat half the time. He didn't say fast half the time. He said, but you eat half the time. And that, I reckon, was that I fast half the time as well. Okay, so verse 21. No man also soweth a piece of new cloth on an old garment, else the new piece that filled it up taketh away from the old, and the rent is made worse. Okay, so um, that's self-explanatory. Then verse 22. And no man putteth new wine into old bottles else the new wine doth burst the bottles, and the wine is spilled, and the bottles will be marred. But new wine must be put into new bottles. Yeah, you must receive the New Testament, uh, the new promise, the new deal. And uh, otherwise, if you put that in uh, the old, where, in other words, you want to continue giving up burnt offerings and uh, instead of just receiving Christ by faith as the actual fulfillment of all the burnt offerings, well, then you just can't do that. You have to give up that which the Lord says to give up and take on the New Testament. Okay? Then what? Verse 23, And it came to pass that he went through the cornfields on the Sabbath day, and his disciples began, as they went, to pluck the ears of corn. Verse 24, And the Pharisees said unto him, Behold, why do they on the Sabbath day that which is not lawful? Verse 25, And he said unto them, Have ye never read what David did, when he had need and was in hunger, he and they that were with him? Verse 26, how he went into the house of God in the days of Abiathar the high priest, and did eat the showbread, which is not lawful to eat, but for the priests, and gave also to them that were with him. Verse 27, And he said unto them, The Sabbath was made for man, and not man for the Sabbath. Verse 28, okay. there Now, what he's saying now is that... Um, 
the uh, body, uh, if it's famished, the Lord allows that to happen. So verse 27, and he said unto them, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. So now we have a seven-day Sabbath. In other words, we're to rest from our old life, our old deeds, because you can't put the gospel into a bottle that doesn't want to receive it. Uh, there's no person that could come unto the Lord unless the Father, the Holy Spirit, leads them. And also, um, you can't serve the Lord and be part of your old life. You have to give your old life up. You have to lay down your life and take up your cross, denying yourself and following the Lord. So he said unto them, uh, the Sabbath uh, was made for man to have a rest. But when you come to the Lord uh, to receive the full Sabbath, that means you rest from your old works and enjoy the Sabbath seven days a week. That means that's the end of your old life. So people say, can I still play basketball? Can I please still play? Uh, can I box? Can I knock people's brains out for Jesus? No. That's your own works. The Lord wants us to learn the gospel and preach it. So you hear these boxers. First of all, their brains have probably been you know, jarred away from the side of the skull or the sack that's inside of their head. And they say, I just thank God for, uh, you know, letting me knock this guy out. Lord never let the guy knock uh, out. You've been given some strength from the Lord inability to box but uh, not from the lord you know uh, there's rattlesnakes in this world and uh, god created them but you're not supposed to play with them there's arsenic in the world but you're not supposed to drink it because you'll die okay so this is a very important verse and he said unto them the sabbath was made for man so man could rest one day though but if you give up that old life and come unto me, then uh, you can rest uh, from your old works. You don't have to be behind the uh, farm plow anymore. You don't have to feed the pigs because the Lord doesn't like pigs. Because uh, they're scavengers. He likes them to do what they're supposed to do, but you're not supposed to eat them or crabs, or uh, all the other things. But, you know, it's not maybe going to send your soul to hell, but it's going to cut your life maybe in half or less. So um, God uh, gave Sabbath to man so that he could have one day of rest. But now he didn't make man for the Sabbath. Man wasn't made to have Sabbath uh, one day, but man was made to Sabbath all the time, rest from their own works. Verse 28, Therefore the Son of Man is Lord 
also of the Sabbath. So uh, the Lord himself was resting in the Father. And he was doing, he says, I see my Father work, and when I do, I work. He, by the Spirit, lets me see what uh, I'm supposed to do, and I do it. So therefore, the Son of Man is the Lord. The Sabbath is not the Lord, uh, the Lord over the Lord, but the Lord is the Lord over the Sabbath. The Sabbath is just a day of rest. But now, uh, one day of rest for those that are carnal, those that are, are not saved. But we, when we come to the Lord, we rest in him. We rest. We have faith in him that he will lead, guide, and uh, show us what work there is to have to do. And we know our place in the body of Christ. There's mechanics, and they work now and then. There's drivers. They don't drive all the time, but they drive now and then. There's cooks. They cook. And uh, other people, but they do it, and God gives them a love to do it because they want to feed the saints. Therefore, the Son of Man, which is the God-man, is Lord also of the Sabbath. Now, a lot of people on a Sabbath, they want to just do their work. They want to go to nightclubs. They want to go... Uh, take drugs, they want to fornicate, they want to commit adultery, fornication, they want to um, become lesbians or homosexuals. This now also, this is Second Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be a lovers of their own selves. Well, how should you be? Why should you be a lover of your own self when you don't know what to do? Uh, all you, you just totally full of lust. You're covetous, boasters of what? Uh, you're just made out of the flesh and you're going to die. Proud. What for? Proud of what? Blasphemers, disobedient to parents unthankful to God that gave you another chance to be saved. Unholy. Do you have these scriptures? Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 and 2, Sharon? Yes. Okay, uh, this was... Um, continue on from there. Verse 3. Without natural affection. You don't have natural affections. In other words, you're homosexuals. Oh, you're lesbians. Uh, you don't uh, love family like the Lord tells you to. You don't want to even have a family. You're, you're uh, murdering your own children. That is not the natural way that the Lord wants you to be. We have to be naturally spiritual or else, or else. All right, then what, Sharon? Truce breakers. Yeah, you... How do you, who do you trust today? They make a pact with you, and then you don't hear from them again. Or you give them money down on something, and uh, I don't, they don't do a lot of that with me, but I'm, uh, you know, I hear people that that's happening with them. Okay, then what? False accusers. Oh, my God. Look at the false accusations. Uh, the false accusations. And the Lord says he wants this to penetrate your carnal brains. 
This know also that in the last days, this is to show you that you're in the last days, everybody. Perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves. Uh, men that are going to spend eternity in a lake of fire. Um, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, uh, uh, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Well, do you think you're going to get into heaven being this way? You say, well, you're, you see all these programs saying, well, I'm being rehabilitated in prison, and uh, I want to die because um, I know I did all these evil things. Instead of saying, I want to die out to evil, and I want the Lord to live in me, to give me the power to continue to actually be forgiven and get out of the prison, or if I have to stay in prison to preach the gospel there, so that the souls that are there can learn the gospel and be saved. And then you're not going out into eternity empty-handed. So, uh, read on, Sharon. Incontinent. Fierce. Fierce, oh yeah. Uh, I took my, I heard, uh, I just saw one on TV, these prison ones. Um, shows where this guy was an actual man that uh, decided to kill his own mother because she says when he brought this woman home oh you brought another whore here he says well uh, you just hold on honey I'm going to get my rifle and kill this uh, female dog he said that about his mother so he picks up a rifle and kills her and he's in prison for killing his own mother, and now he's going to uh, out into eternity. He wants to die, I guess, because uh, but he's. Um, why would you want to uh, go out into eternity with sin all over your soul? Uh, why don't you receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? And you know, if you do have to die, him. At least for God, and send the testimony of your salvation so that we can read it over the air so it can help other prisoners. Get saved. Don't be a lover of your own self. What good is that going to do? You're going to spend eternity in the lake of fire. You just think you're a tough guy. Wait till you face God. You're going to grovel, and you're going to be crying and weeping and yelling and screaming and chewing on your tongue and grinding your teeth forever. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves. I don't care. Anybody offends me, I'll just take a gun and shoot you. I love myself, and uh, you offend myself, whom I love. I'll kill you, you female dog, or you pig, you swine. This is what they're saying. And you can see it's happening all the time. Well, my schoolmates, uh, they made fun of me because I'm skinny. They kicked sand in my face and took my girlfriend away. And so I see all this stuff on TV, and I don't believe in God because they have never taught me about God. And therefore, I'm going to get my rifle and a couple of pistols and a uh, lots of bullets, and I'm going to walk down the school hallway and show them who the boss is. Because I love myself, and you offended me 
the one that I love, instead of loving the Lord, accepting the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart and soul, instead of becoming a false accuser, how do you think? You think the Lord is endorsing that? And the false accusers, government agents that don't even know you go in and raid and they rape uh, people in, um, uh, they rape people when they go in and investigating uh, these people. The government backed up the, the original cult awareness network. There's the new cult awareness network that is, um, owned by the Scientology Church because the Scientology Church destroyed the Cult Awareness Network, which was a government agency, hell-bent to destroy all Christianity, all goodness, because they only like people that love their own selves. Um, this, no, know this. This is a, a sign of the end time. Do you see these signs being fulfilled? This no makes you to know, put it in your mind, that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own self. Love yourself. And they want things that are not their own. They're covetous. They want other people's wives. want want other people's houses, their cars, their money. We'll just go in. I love myself. That person shouldn't have money. I'm the one that should have the money, even though the person slaved and made it by themselves. Wanting something that doesn't belong to you, not trusting God to give it to you. If you do good, God said to Cain, so would I not bless you also? No, I'm jealous of... Uh, uh, Abel, because you love his uh, offering more than mine. Well, Abel believed God that he was going to send the Messiah into the world and that the Messiah was going to shed his blood for the forgiveness of everyone's sins and that men, women, and children could be given another chance and have the power of God living in them so that they can keep the commandments and not be a lover of themselves. Why should we love ourselves? What have we ever done for ourselves that we love? Uh, oh, yeah, God gave you a brain that you've been able to live sumptuously on the earth in these last days. Well, the Lord is without repentance when he gives gifts to people, but he really expects you to use it for him, not you. Live it to help people become saved. Because the whole duty of man is to fear God and keep his commandments. That's what he saved us for, was to appropriate a wife for the Almighty God. That means the body of Christ, that he can live in his body. That's what we do when we get married. He likens it very much through the Apostle Paul as marriage we live in our wife and our wife lives uh, for him and for him who tells them to do whatever your husband tells you to do that is of me 
listen to your own husbands, women and men, love your wife. Love your wives, he said. So you're covetous. I want your money. Um, even if I lie and tell you, I'll boast of how much I'm going to do for you if I can just, if you'll just give me some money. I'm proud because I have to be proud in this world. I have to exalt myself. I have to be a lover of myself and to uh, get a hold of you. So, oh, I'm the best plumber in the world. Nobody is a better uh, builder than me. I build bridges. Somebody got conned pretty bad over there in Minneapolis when that bridge came down. I'm the best builder in the world. Why is he saying this? So he can get the money. But a lot of people uh, could have died. Maybe they did. I can't remember. Boasters. I'm, I'm this. I'm that. I'm proud. But I don't love God. I blaspheme God. I'm disobedient to my parents. And the Lord says, if you're disobedient to your parents and the Lord, you're going to have a shorter life. You're unthankful to God that he's got preachers and teachers like myself out here teaching you to serve the Lord. And you're not doing it because you're unholy. All right, Sharon, read a couple more verses here. We're about one more minute left. Despisers of those that are good. Yeah, can you see them rising up against us and all we're doing is preaching the gospel? We're doing the things that are good. We're doing the things that God says to do. Now, what could be um, better than doing what is good? Then what? Verse 4, traitors. Hey. Yeah, traitors. I've had people stand up against me in the courtrooms. I've told you this before. For money. And that's exactly what the Lord says. Keep going. Petty, high-minded. Lovers of pleasures. Yeah, everybody is more intelligent than others. You see them expounding on TV. Brainless idiots are talking. Well, I think that global warming, there's no such thing as global warming. The people are telling you that, the media, which is Satan's voice, so that you'll not think that the plagues that are coming down on earth are coming from the Lord. But um, sir and madam... The things that are coming down in plagues are not caused by global warming. They're caused, they're coming down because they're wrath upon you, because you're a lover of your own self and a hater of God. All right, well, I see my time is up. It's time to pray. Now, those of you that know, you know, you read into the Word of God and see these things, and you know that some of you are, uh, maybe all of you are the same way. You love to hear smut on people, even though it's false. You don't want to check it out. You just do it. But uh, you can be saved now. You can be forgiven by saying this prayer to the Lord. Say to the Lord, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God and that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. 
I open the door of my heart and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus. Wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul, I know, because your word says so. Therefore, I know that you, Jesus, Father God, Holy Spirit, have entered into me. You've heard me. You've entered into me. And I know that you've answered me. You've entered into me. And therefore, I know I'm saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. Now, raise your hands up and thank and praise the Lord and give him all the glory. Because there's no salvation without him. And pick up... Uh, King James Version of the Bible, if you don't already have one. If you have one, dust it off, uh, open it up, and start reading it, because you need to not only read it, but study it. And Sharon, uh, tell our listening audience how to receive a copy of this program, number 624. It's free. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas, 75505. Or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370. Or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Praise the Lord. This is World Pastor again, uh, stating make sure to tune in tomorrow for another powerful message that is powerful enough to keep you walking in the Lord one more day, day one day at a time. And here's Porter Wagner again to sing for you. He took your place and he took my place too. Upon a cruel tree at Cal. Was there my precious Savior cry? Forgive them for they know not what they do. Oh sinner friend, for you he died. His hand is gently knocking on your door outside he's pleading to come in his heart is breaking as he waits for you to wash you free from every sin those cold Thorns that pierced my Savior's head The blood was flowing down his face In shame forsaken There he hung and died Oh sinner friend He took your place his hand is gently knocking on your door Outside he's pleading to come in 
heart is breaking as he waits for you to wash you free from every sin. Claim his own We'll fly To heaven's open door A crown of life He gives on that great day With him We'll live forevermore His hand is gently Knocking on your door Outside he's pleading to come in His heart is breaking As he waits for you To wash you free from every sin His heart is breaking as he waits for you to wash you free from every sin.